All right. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Francesca, and this is episode 20 of my podcast. Let me take you on a psychology adventure. And today we're talking about how to make friends and be likable. I'm going to explain why this is important because some people are like, oh, why would you want to be likable? You should just be yourself. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But let me start by saying that we are social creatures. So naturally we want to connect to people and make friends. So this is totally normal. And as long as you put yourself in social environments, it is impossible not to connect to anyone. I don't care if you are an introvert or extrovert, we all need social connection. And actually, it's quite funny because a lot of people get wrong the idea of being an introvert and, and or an extrovert because what the difference stands in the amount of dopamine we produce. So introverts produce more dopamine in social interactions, so they need less of them, while extroverts produce less dopamine in social interactions, so they need more of them. So it's not about, you know, how open and friendly you are. It doesn't make you an extrovert. Actually, what makes you an extrovert is the amount of dopamine you produce. It could be just related to your confidence, for instance, the fact that, you know, you don't want to talk to as many people, not to your dopamine levels. So we usually go for people that resemble us, that look like us, that dress like us, that act, think and value the same things. Actually, it's quite funny um, when I go on the tube and I can see friends or couples that look exactly the same, that dr they dress the same, they may be wearing the same kind of makeup, or, you know, they have the same style. It's really, really interesting to see how people attract each other when they're very similar. And this is the kind of people you feel that instant connection with. This is natural rapport that you don't need to work for. But most people don't know that you can create this connection. You can create this report with literally anyone. If you know a few tricks and you're truly interested in the person. And I will later talk about why it's important to create rapport, not only with the people you naturally like, but with the ones that you don't have that instant initial chemistry with as well. And some may ask, but why would I want to change or do something different to be liked and make friends? I just want to be myself. I've heard this a lot. This is totally true when it comes to those few close friends that you have or maybe some family members. But as I said, we live in a social world. We need people to do anything. Whatever you want to achieve in this life, you need others and you need them to like you because whether you want to open a business, get promoted at your job, become successful in any way, you need other people. It is important in this life to be flexible and to know how to adapt in different environments you know how to change and how to 
make changes so you fit in in different environments. There is an important premises or assumption in NLP that says that the most flexible component in a mechanism has the most influence on the mechanism. So think about it. It's not the stiff one that has extremely strong values and doesn't want to change and is not flexible. It's actually the flexible people that have the most influence in their environment. So in order to create rapport initially, there are some techniques that you can use. So first you can start using your body language, which is really important. So having an open posture, smiling, raising your eyebrows when you see someone, these little triggers tell their subconscious mind that you are friendly and you're approachable and that you are not a threat. It tells their reptilian brain that, okay, this person is a friend, not a threat to me. Something else that you can do is imitate their body language. So mirror their body, body language. So a certain way, you know, mirror the volume or the speed at which they talk. That you two are similar so it will be easier to create this connection this report um, but this podcast is not necessarily about how to smile and be friendly and um, open and available even though these things are necessary in the beginning with a true friend you don't need to be friendly you don't have to smile all the time and mirror them and so on that makes you appear superficial and like a fake friend. A real friend is someone you can be rude with, someone you can insult, you can tell a joke about them, and they won't get mad, of course, in a friendly way. You can show them your dark side and they can show you theirs. So with a real friend, you don't actually need to be friendly. You can be mean, you can tell them anything. If you want to make friends really fast, at first you have to be nice and open. But as soon as they are comfortable and you are not a stranger anymore, start making small jokes or talk the way you would talk to an old friend or like a brother. Your feeling of comfort and connection will transmute to them. They will take on this feeling. The more comfortable you are, the, the more comfortable they will be with you. Another important thing to develop a strong relationship is to get vulnerable and share something intimate about yourself, something deep. This creates the strongest relationships. So, for example, when I broke up with my ex, I met a new girl and I ended up sharing my story and feelings and she did the same. So about one of her experiences and we ended up connecting in an extremely, extremely deep way because, you know, pain or anything vulnerable is what makes us relate to others. We live in a world where everyone wears masks, where everyone is pretending to be happy, you know, is pretending that they know what they're doing, that they have happy relationships, that they're confident, that they're cool. And we all know deep down that this perfect mask that people are wearing is just that, a mask. So 
It's a breath of fresh air when we or someone else takes it off. It feels real and we truly desire that connection. So, you know, even at the biological level, we have mirror neurons that make us feel whatever the other person is feeling. We are empathetic as people. So unless you're a sociopath, we all have empathy. So, you know, if I act like you are a close friend and I open up, they will do the same. When you meet, when you first meet someone, ask them as many questions as possible. Beginning where, where, where do you live? So small talk, you need to go through the small talk first. You know, where do you live? What do you do? Where are you from? And then follow up questions. Try finding similarities. What, how are you similar? And while they talk, especially at the beginning, don't just listen without talking. Add your contribution to the conversation. Tell them your opinion or, or a related story about what I've just said. A good listener doesn't just shut up and listen. They ask questions. They state their opinions and stories. They are genuinely curious about the other person. So even when you listen to one of your friends, um, the best listeners are the ones that ask questions that in a way coach them, coach their friends to find their own answers. Another element that makes you closer to someone is touch, physical touch. So don't be afraid to hug them. Don't be afraid to touch your friends or meet people. You know, obviously, touch them lightly on their hand or their shoulder when you laugh or tell a joke, you know, when they say something you like. We, we crave touch. And, you know, when someone touches us or you touch someone, Dopamine is released. Oxyto ex actually, not dop dopamine. Oxytocin is released, which is the bonding hormone. So it actually, you know, is kind of like addicting when someone touches you. This is why we get so addicted to romantic relationships as well, because we get that physical touch, which releases a lot of hormones like oxytocin. And, you know, with, it's kind of like a drug addiction. So, you know, touching someone lightly on their hand or their shoulder, or, you know, obviously don't make them feel uncomfortable. You know, if you touch them in a sexual way or so on, don't do that. But touching them on their shoulder or anything is okay. It's appropriate. And this will make them bond to you because you know, literally their biology makes them bond to you. After you met them for the first time, exchange social medias and then keep the connection. You know, react to their posts, like their photos, and then follow up by inviting them out or to a party to do something together. Obviously, only do that if you feel like the person um, you are talking to is someone that interests you personally and that you like and you have something in common or something to learn from them. So only meet up if you want them in your life. You don't have to be friends with everyone. So it's important to say this as well. The closest friendships are created where the people spend time together. So do activities together, like go to the same university or take the same dance class, work together, go to the same courses or practice the same sport. They, these are the easiest environments to make friends. So 
especially at the beginning, don't be afraid to ask people out, to invite them out. Don't be afraid to initiate or to make the first move. Take the initiative first. And, you know, they will invite you out or, you know, put their contribution in the relationship with you after. By bringing people together, by hosting parties, for example, hosting gatherings or your birthday, you create connections with people and they start feeling like they need you to meet other people and they have something, they have something to benefit from the relationship with you. The easiest way to make friends is one, by being in social environments. So like I previously said, like, you know, different classes, public speaking class, dance class, poetry, pottery, self-help, sport, anything that you're passionate about, or at least interested in. If you're a student or living alone, you can go to a student accommodation or a co-living space. These are the easiest places to make friends and meet people. So it's important to put yourself in social environments because inevitably you will find people to connect with. We're hardwired to make connections with other people. So trust me, you will find someone that's similar to you. And um, the second easiest way to make friends is by having already a close friend that can introduce you to new people and take you out to parties or events. So for instance, Back in the day when I used to be less social and less confident and I didn't really have a lot of friends, I had this friend, this one friend that was pretty social. She was going out. She had a lot of groups of friends. She was going to parties. So, you know, I was vulnerable with her and I asked her, okay, can you please introduce me to people? I want to make more friends. Can you take me out to these parties? So... You know, that's what she did. She helped me get in those groups. She helped me connect to other people. And if you already have a person that you feel safe with, this can help a lot in the beginning. So, you know, be honest with them and tell them you want to meet more people and you could use their help. People are usually eager to help and they'll make you feel better by being there. But don't be afraid to meet new people. Even if it's out of your comfort zone, you know, the best things in life happen out of your comfort zone. This are, this is where life actually is outside of your comfort zone. So, you know, I talk in other episodes about fear and how doing the things that make you scared is actually what will lead you to your freedom because this is when we gain the most confidence, the most freedom. When we go towards our fear, this is when we grow the most as people. So take this, you know, if you're afraid to meet people and make friends, take this as a challenge for yourself, for your self-growth. I don't even care about the results, you know. For instance, I had a client that used to go to bars and just approach people and she didn't do that because she actually wanted to find someone necessarily. You know, if that happens, that's amazing. But because she wanted to get out of the, of her comfort zone, challenge herself, because once you start talking to people that 
you wouldn't talk to. And once you start becoming comfortable with that, you can literally talk to anyone. The more you meet people and you interact with others, the easier it gets. And the more it becomes your comfort zone, you'll learn at one point to talk to anyone. It can help to work in social jobs as well, like a coffee shop or a real estate agent. So I had both of these types of jobs. And especially after the real estate agent job, where you meet new people every day and you have to create an instant connection or trust, you know, with them in order to persuade them into signing your contracts and to make business. I could literally talk to anyone in a comfortable way after having that job because I met people that were extremely rich, like lawyers, doctors. And then I met people that were, you know, low class workers and that wanted to rent like super cheap apartments. So I worked with every kind of person and you know you have to go into people's homes and just talk to them and it's completely it was completely out of my comfort zone but the more you do it and especially when you talk to those kind of people that you would never ever approach on the street you know if you just ever saw them after you talk to those kind of people then you get comfortable talking to anyone Another thing that made me more social and open to people of every kind were self-development courses. So in-person self-development courses, because nowadays everything is online and it can get confusing because, you know, there are so, so many people of different kinds and you get to see their vulnerable side. You see how we are actually all the same and no matter the social class, the age, the sex, we all share the same problems. You know, both the successful lawyer and the first year student have relationship problems and maybe feel unloved by their partner. You know, they both had rough childhoods and had to become tougher. So, you know, when you go to this kind of self-development courses and you see people without the masks that we wear in our daily lives, when you see them as vulnerable, you realize how similar we actually all are. So, you know, again, after those kind of courses, I could talk to anyone and connect to anyone because it's impossible when you get to know someone in a really deep way, you cannot not like them. So, once you see someone for who they truly are, like their vulnerable side, when you see people without wearing that social mask, it's literally impossible not to like them. Because in our core, you know, we are all good. People, everyone is good in their core. You know, even if we do bad things, let's say, you know, when you get deep down, you understand why they're doing those bad things, you know, it's because of their pain. So for instance, let's say someone steals something, you know, and then you talk to them and you go deeper and you understand that, oh my God, they had such a rough childhood. They were beaten up by their parents. They didn't have enough money to survive and they had to find a way and they didn't have the resources and opportunities to actually, you know, get a good life, be successful and stuff and so on. So, you know, you see that 
when people cause pain or harm in their exterior or to others, it's actually because they are in pain. So there's an amazing saying that I've heard uh, from Tony Robbins that says, only hurt people hurt people. And getting to know people at this deeper level makes you connect to them and understand them extremely, extremely deeply. And at some point you understand that we're all connected and we all have the same needs and the same pain. So this knowledge allows you to connect to anyone easily. Another important aspect when it comes to making friends is your attitude and your neediness. Usually we don't like people that we feel that are desperate and that are trying to convince or persuade us of something. So, you know, when I was a real estate agent, they always told us, never sound like you're trying to convince them of something. People hate being persuaded. They hate feeling like you need something from them. People that want something from us, you know, we prefer people that are more emotionally independent, that we don't feel like they need anything from us. These are the attractive people. The more you appear to need others, the more you repulse them. The more you appear not to need anyone and that you're good by yourself, that you're self-sufficient, the more people come to you. It's like a paradox. But now let's talk about what is a real friend, what is a friend, and other types of friends, okay? So there are those few close friends that, you know, you can count on, that are your safe place, that you can be 100% yourself with, and that truly care about you, and that you truly care about. So if you have just a few people like that in your life, you're truly lucky. The other kind of friends can be separated into different groups. They can be the kind of friends that you go out with or the coffee friends or, you know, the friends you talk about uh, your high school experiences with, the ones you just party with, um, the ones that meet specific needs that you have. So some people are great at giving advice, for instance, others at listening. With some, you can talk about your relationships. With others, you can talk about Bitcoin or work. I don't know. Not every person, not every friend you have has to meet all of your needs. Instead, you can have more friends that meet specific needs. And altogether, they, you do this by meeting your, all your needs. So if you have more friends, they meet all of your needs. Don't rely only on one person to meet your needs. That will make you dependent on them and attached and needy. Instead, have a more, have more ways of meeting them. And the most important source of meeting your needs, by the way, is yourself. So try to rely on others as little as possible, especially when it comes to meeting your emotional needs. You know, some people, which are, you know, they can be divided into anxiously attached, avoidantly attached, or securely attached or mixed. 
you know, some people are avoidant, some people are anxious. Usually the more anxious people, they are extremely needy. And instead of being self-sufficient and meeting their own needs, like being loved, being happy, feeling connected, they go to others to do that for them. And, you know, I'm going to talk more in depth about this topic in another podcast, but, you know, as a short um, summary, it would be try to rely as little as possible on others. Try to rely on yourself the most. And this related to what I was saying earlier. People don't like those that depend on them. We want to be around people that are happy, that are self-sufficient. Now, there are cases when you can be unhappy as well and show your vulnerable side. We talked about that. And that actually brings you closer to people. True connection is formed when you open up and let the others see your vulnerable part. A lot of people are afraid of vulnerability because they're afraid that they will get hurt. So they decide not to open up. But there's a very beautiful metaphor that I like to use. Um, imagine a bird sitting on a branch of a tree. The bird is not afraid it breaks because it trusts its ability to fly in case it does. This applies to literally everything in breakups, betrayals, or any kind of trust issues. You have to trust that you can handle anything. You can fall down and hurt your knees and your nose, and maybe you'll bleed a little, but then you will get up again. And, you know, it maybe it hurts for like two or three hours, but after that, you can heal and start running again, just like a little kid. You've seen little kids that fall down, they bleed, they cry a bit, and then they just continue. You know, they continue playing, they continue running. People are extremely afraid of pain. And this is why they don't want to take action. They want, they don't want to open up and even go for their dreams. The pain of being rejected, the pain of a breakup, the pain of falling, the pain of failing. You have to understand that pain is normal. It's a normal part of your life and you can handle it. So most people don't realize that they can actually handle their pain, that they're strong. So trust yourself that whatever happens, you can handle it. But now let's go back to the main topic which is how to make friends. Another trick that I always use is talking to people that I meet as if I'm talking to my brother or a really close friend. From the moment I meet them, I treat them as if we already are close. So for instance, I don't try to say the right things or impress them. I don't make... You know, I can make quirky jokes, I can make mistakes, I may touch them in a friendly way. Um, a lot of people think that it's important to act super friendly or make a lot of compliments, smile all the time. It is good to do all these things at first, 
so you can appear approachable and open. But true connection is built when you don't feel like you need to act friendly anymore, as I said earlier. For example, you can be mean to them. You know, you can make a joke about them. This is when you feel like you're truly comfortable, not being stiff, smiling all the time and being nice. That only makes you seem faint. So learn to relax around people. Having a relaxed attitude is the most attractive thing. Not trying to impress anyone shows that you know your worth and that you know that you are important. So for instance, people that talk really fast show that they do not value what they say themselves, that they don't feel like they're valuable enough to be listened to. So, you know, talk slowly. This makes people think that you're important as well. Because people, as I said, take the perception that we have of ourselves. If we feel awkward, people will see me as awkward. If I feel relaxed, then I, then others will start feeling the same. So actually, this process of making friends starts by loving yourself, by accepting who you are by being comfortable with yourself. But most people are not truly interested in others. They pretend to care, but they don't actually. And we feel that. We live in a world full of egoistic people that don't even try to understand the other person's opinion or value. Usually, we just make friends and hang around people that share the same views and values. And I think that this limits us a lot and keeps us closed-minded. The way you create rapport and true connection with someone is by being truly curious about someone. It is really special when someone is curious about us because it doesn't happen often. We live in a world um, where... You know, we don't explore other people's worlds. We live in our own world. And, you know, exploring other people's worlds actually shows flexibility and is extremely enriching. You have so much to learn from the people around you. And you don't even realize that because you believe you have nothing to learn from them and that you're superior. In fact, People are extremely complex and they have a lot of nuances. When you start understanding that, not only you create deep connections when you start exploring others, with you don't only create deep connections with the person, but you also become richer. It doesn't mean you need to go share the same values or points of views as the other person. But, you know, it's like, Exploring a new city. Maybe you don't want to move to that other city, but you're still curious and you let yourself be fascinated by the little differences and nuances that you don't have in your own city. And maybe who knows, maybe you bring a souvenir when you come back home, a new belief, a new way of doing things. The way you explore someone's city is by asking them many questions and digging deeper into the way they think. For this, you have to be a complex and deep person yourself. Because to truly benefit and understand the nuances of the other person's mind, you have to know yourself well and to be curious about yourself and your own world. 
you would be shocked how many people don't even try to understand themselves and that, you know, they just suppress their feelings and their thoughts that come to them that are not convenient. They think something is wrong with them instead of exploring, reading about it, going to a therapist. So it's extremely important to be curious about yourself. And this is when you will be able to be curious about others as well. This was the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have questions, if you have suggestions for future podcasts, please DM me on Instagram or DM me on this app. I always reply to on this app. So I will be happy to answer any DMs from you. Again, thank you so much for listening and have an amazing day.